Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Listen, listeners, you couldn't see that, but we were both staring at each other like I was going to say good morning first. <laughs> it was like a duel. It was a duel. And then you went into the whatever, French or something. Oh, French or something. <laughs> I <laughs> think you, you know speak. what bonjour means. That you don't speak. <laughs> that actually did get me in a little bit of trouble when I went to Paris because I would say bonjour and then somebody would start talking <laughs> start and I'd be like, off. I'd be like, no habla. And then um, they're like, well, that's Spanish. So I'm like, oh, wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. I don't know what I'm saying. You know so what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't do that. No, it's tough. It is tough. I learn like one word of a language and then I overuse it. Yeah. Nobody in that country really appreciates it, and it causes much confusion. <laughs> then they start talking louder to you. Yeah. Just like we do when you don't, someone doesn't understand, so you just yell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if you do this, too, but I notice that when I am in another country or when I'm spending a significant amount of time with somebody that has an accent i start adopting the accent too do you do that or is that just a weird thing i do do? i think it's just you (laughs) like i've heard myself start to like adopt accents and i'm like what are you doing you don't have an accent (laughs) i don't know but i did like your line when i'm in another country because i tend to not go to other countries (laughs) so you definitely have. I was in Ireland with you. I've seen you in, yeah, I know, I've but seen you, you in other you, countries. The way you, yeah, but the way you made it sound like, you know, oh, yeah, every other week I'm in another country. <laughs> no, no, I wish. Yeah. I, I aspire to be in another country every other week, okay, but well, every other year at this point, it seems like right. <laughs> every other three years lately. But anyway, enough about my weird Kirks. Weird enough. <laughs> Enough about about my weird quirks. (laughs) I swear to God, she only had one mimosa this morning, but whatever happened last night, it's picking Uh, up here. Anyway, um, I think that this is a fine time to let the listeners know what we're going to be talking about. What the hell are we talking about? We're having a lot of trouble communicating this morning, so we are going to talk a little bit about the importance of effective communication and asking good questions to build trust. That's good because, it, and, and that is kind of the tail end of something we wanted to talk about from the ghosts in the machine coming up with how do you find out what is going wrong in your organization? It could be in your family, it could be, you know, whatever. And last week we spoke about the importance of trust. And that's why I wish I could trust Christina to come to these. <laughs> come to the recordings. morning with my brain. <laughs> But outside of that, Dad, um, it's it, it'll show up. I promise. Okay. Once yeah, we get started here. here, my brain will come. I, I think promise. it's here. I hope so. <laughs> it might be in another country right now. Otherwise, doing I'm going to rename this as Morning Coffee and and leave it at that. And then <laughs> a major edit. You're just going to put like Morning Coffee. Period. Right. And then we we'll say, well, I can it was just you, Joe. I said, Well, we had issues. Morning Coffee. Hard stop. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But that's what uh, Christine is correct the trust factor that's needed to be able to help you uncover these ghosts that are haunting your organization or your team or whatever 
is communication. So yeah. glad you glad you started that. And if you didn't listen last week, episode forty seven was kind of like the foundation. So we talked about trust. Without trust, effective communication really doesn't matter, right? Yeah, because if if your people and coworkers or whatever don't trust you, then they're not going to tell you anything that you really want to know. Right, and you can communicate as well as anybody, but it won't make a whole lot of difference because Correct. you don't have the fundamentals. So Correct. episode 47 on trust, if you didn't listen, highly suggest you check that out. Very good. Yeah. But now we'll talk a little bit about questions and building trust and how to effectively communicate. Very good. So she says nothing. <laughs> Well, I'm going to, so that's, I would say one of the most important things. I didn't say anything because I was focused on you. That was Because I was See? listening. She was focusing on me and I didn't say anything. But that's, that is very important. If someone is speaking and you've asked them a question and they're answering or, or they are discussing with you and, and speaking, it is really so important to give them the attention that they deserve. And, you know, it's like one of these, when we do this all the time, duh, yeah, yeah. But think about it. How many times are we holding a cell phone in our hand and we're glancing at the phone and we go, yeah, it's okay, keep talking. But who wants to keep talking when you're staring at the phone, right? Or if you're looking away from the person, not, you know, not making eye contact. And I don't mean staring, but making some reasonable eye contact. Because now I'm staring and you're getting uncomfortable, right? <laughs> Very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I think people can tell, and we're all guilty of this, I'm guilty of this at different time of, you know, something distracting you or you're, you know, you're on a call, you see an email pop up, you see a text message come through that's from somebody that you need to pay attention to, and all of a sudden your focus drifts. Right. And the person on the other side, you were having this good dialogue or they were on a roll and all of a sudden they kind of lose their steam because they're like, I've just lost you. Right, exactly. <laughs> you're now somewhere else, right? Yeah. People can tell when your focus changes. So make sure that you're deliberately focusing on and giving your attention to the person or the thing that's in front of you. And especially... Easier said than done. Well, it is. And also in relation to your position in the organization also. And what I mean by that is it's the same advice, but we give a lot of leeway to friends to colleagues of equal level, coworkers. But if you manage a team, it is exceptionally hurtful in a deeper way if you appear to be not really paying attention. You're right. You, they're not going to say to you, uh, can you please get off the phone or, or why are you looking past me or why do you not seem interested? They're not going to, but it's going to be in their, in their brain. Right. And this is what, what we, we mean by if you're trying to uncover things that are not working correctly that's not accomplished by not giving 100 percent to the people you're speaking to and i think the other thing with that because we all are guilty of it i won't speak for everybody right because i'm, I'm sure there's some people that they don't get distracted and the undivided attention is always there but i'll speak for most people myself included and say that it's also okay to admit it and it's better to tell the person that you're talking to, I apologize, I just had a text message come through or an right. email just came through mm -hmm. with a, you know, a subject line that distracted me. Please continue, right? And go back to that. Because the worst thing that you can do is be multitasking, distracted, have the other person on the other side feeling that, but just kind of like 
steamroll through it. Right. Very good. Link to that, and that's I'm, I'm not minimizing that. Link to that is not interrupting. You're a hundred percent right. Or f- finishing sentences finish for sentence. people. Oh my right? God! Exactly. Exactly. How many and, times has that happened? Right. Well, and we all we all like to. I think that there's this excitement, right? Mm-hmm. That you feel like, mm-hmm. oh, I know what you're going to say. Almost like you're going to get an award for like the person on <laughs> the other it. side is going to be like. Oh my God, we're connected, huh? You mm-hmm. you were thinking the same thing I was going to say, right? But you but, didn't you didn't say that after they were done. You said it in the middle of what they exactly. were saying. Exactly, and right. most of the time, once in a while, you might complete the sentence, and you guys might just be on fire and connected, and you know you finish their sentences, and it's super cute. But most of the time, the person wanted to finish their own sentence, correct? Or they weren't going to say that at all. <laughs> 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 then you really you really derailed that conversation exactly. if it wasn't right exactly and yeah. i i mean i find that with my husband and i like i drive him crazy sometimes because he'll be telling me a story and i'm trying to like respond like we're having a conversation and it's a back and forth and he's like no i'm trying to tell you something he's like that wasn't what i was gonna say right. i'm like oh i thought i you know it's not cute no no <laughs> so it's something that i think all of us need to work on i say all of us i'm looking at myself but try and put that into perspective that you're the only one that thinks it's exciting to finish right. someone else's sentence. <laughs> now, now, the only good part about that in that it's not good, but it does mean that you're listening to the other person mm-hmm. because the flip and now you should you still should not do that. But it, at least the person who was just interrupted knows that you were listening. Well, and I will say with yeah. one caveat, uh-huh. because I think sometimes People have a tendency to speak way longer than necessary. Mm-hmm. So correct because sometimes people say they repeat themselves. They say the same thing over and over again. Sometimes somebody might take a minute and a half to say something that should have been delivered in ten seconds. Mm-hmm. So sometimes completing a sentence that's already been established is a way to say, "I got it. Let's move on." Correct. And that's your pivot point kind of to move on. Right. So listeners, I would say really try and check yourself and be objective. Am I saying something in as few words as I can say something? Am I getting to my point? And am I not beating a dead horse? Right. Get to your point and then move on because that allows everyone to be more efficient. Right. Right. And then so so linked to that is paying attention. Think about what that person is trying to say and resist so this is what how you stop this resist the temptation to be thinking about what you are going to say next yes very often and by the way that is a, a clue when people say you know i don't remember names or i don't you know whatever most of that happens when you meet some i'm, I'm linking to two separate things but think about this when you're at a party or something and someone says hi i'm joe right very often you just shake hands, say hi, and you're thinking about, oh, I want to talk to that person over there. I want to talk to this. You didn't really pay attention. Right. So one of the little techniques for remembering names better is to look the person in the eye, say, hi, Joe, how are you? Right. So similarly, pay attention to what the person is saying and resist the temptation to be thinking about the next great idea that you want to interject into that conversation. And that completely goes back to the first point, which is focus on the other person. There you go. Right. And, you know, right. more than just what they're saying, focus on them. Right. And I think um, great book 
that I believe that advice was included in and probably has been in many other books, but the Dale Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yes. I believe that's what, that was a piece of advice that they gave because I used to have a lot of trouble remembering names and still do. And I think that that's a great, take a moment and repeat their name back to them, look them in the eye and it should be easy enough to recall your own name. So you don't That's really need to be thinking since, about it. <laughs> since I was a Dale Carnegie instructor. So. <laughs> That's true. I thought I would give credit where credit was due. That's true. That's, That's not good. a Joe Graz original, people. No, I didn't say it was. Now, something that's very important is to ask questions if you don't either understand or the person hasn't fully clarified. And linked to your point where you said like that person is taking you know, minutes to say something that could be said in a few seconds, you could interrupt them politely with a question. Right. And the question can change the direction. Mm -hmm. And all of these things. Now, remember what we're doing here. All of well, these. Well, I think that's. Go a, ahead. I just interrupted you. She just you. interrupted me. So. Go ahead, Dad. No, no, I'm sorry. you go ahead. No, because you're going to forget because you're old and you're going to. Old habits die hard. I was just going to say that all of these things that we're talking about simply build on the perception of trust, right? And now we're assuming you already are trustworthy, but sometimes you can throw that off and have a perception of mistrust because you do some of these things in communication, right? Right. So I just wanted to put that in a parameter that what we're doing is building great habits that will pay you dividends into the future and will allow you when you need to find out, you know, help diagnose why something isn't going right, your team or coworkers or whomever will be more likely to participate in coming up with a solution by exactly. talking to you and so on. So I just wanted to keep that umbrella going as we're talking. No, I love that. And I think th that's the big thing with all of this, right, is building an environment where people feel safe. They are bringing their ideas, their brain to the table. Yes, exactly. We talked about it a little bit last week. There's no way to advance forward if you have everybody around you just saying yes and everybody around you just, you know, rolling. We all need people to challenge our ideas. We Correct. need people. We need back and forth so they communication. Can't, they can't be yes people and they also can't be afraid. Right. Of you or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's important. One thing you said, Dad, that I just want to take a minute. You were talking about how you can use questions when sometimes somebody may be way too verbose <laughs> or you know maybe somebody's having trouble communicating what they're trying you know or having trouble getting to the point you can use a question in a way to say okay so i understand you know maybe like you're interrupting right gently mm -hmm. to help them get to the point and also help them to kind of realize that all right let's, let's focus right? <laughs> right you're talking a little too long you can use your questions to say Okay, so I understand this aspect of it. Now I'm kind of lost. So let's let's now focus on what's the pivot point here? What are, what is the call to action, if you will, mm -hmm. right? Right. So I understand the background. Now let's get to what do you need me to do here? <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent use of questions and an excellent way to ask the question. Because yeah. we don't want to belittle people. No, no. But I think there's a, a good way to get to you know, helping people and helping ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. we, we all are guilty of sometimes, gosh, you guys are probably listening to this podcast sometimes and thinking like, okay, you know, Christina, Joe, get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> Word soup here, yeah. but, but we're all guilty of it, no, right? right? So I right. think it's a, it's a really good reminder to Correct. think about. 
The other thing, and this dad is something that I think is super important, something I work on, our faces tell Mm -hmm. a story. Yes, they do. Some people's faces tell more of a story than others. (laughs) But I think we have to be really sensitive to that, that part of effective communication is the story your face is telling just as much as it's the words that are coming out of your mouth, whether you're focused and all of that. So listeners, I think this is really important because when you're on, it might be a challenging conversation. Sometimes we can set a tone with our face without even intending on it. So if you are trying to drive a positive engagement, have a positive demeanor. And I think that goes for for everybody in anything. If you roll your eyes, if you drift off, seem uninterested, if you're tone or your facial expression shows an attitude that's how somebody else is going to respond and you may wonder why is every you know engagement with this person so combative or negative oftentimes it's our facial expressions our nonverbal communications that cause that so try and focus on that i sometimes when i am going to be in a situation where i know it's going to challenge me to stay positive right I will sometimes, I say I try and smile with my eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And try and put a smile on because that will help, I think, me to respond positively and other people to respond positively to me. 100% correct. And one little little piece of that, I love smiles. And I, I have to tell you, like when I'm on a Zoom call or something and I tend to try to smile and I like when people are smiling. And to me, it really lowers any kind of nervousness and you know, but it's it's not natural for some people because you kind of get on and you're focused on what you're going to talk about or what you're going to listen to or what the meeting's about. I just try to smile because I think, you know, when it's, people it disarms are pleasant, people. It, it disarms people. It good. also it gives you a dopamine boost yourself. Yeah, so you smiling. Call me a dope. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you look a little dopey when you smile. Ted. <laughs> but it does give a dopamine boost. There you go. <laughs> no, it does. And I, and I know like in, in call centers, you know, and so on, they'll, they'll always have little things, you know, smile, even though a person can't see you when you have smiling eyes or you, you smile inside, it does come through vocally. Yeah. And uh, a little a little thing that I, if I have control over it, and I don't always, but on Zoom meetings, I really like when people put their cameras on. Uh, very often people don't because they don't want to. But with the advent of being able to have fake backgrounds, and so it's not like we see the laundry pile behind your your chair or the bed or something, or the Barbies or the Barbies that you had, that had for a while. Yes, um, <laughs> when he used so. to uh, work in my old <laughs> room from growing up, <laughs> that was memorialized, hadn't been changed since I left it. That's correct. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I really think it's important when we have so many Zoom calls to see the people. I think it connects. It's a connection. Yeah, I agree. I think it, especially you have to pick and choose, right? Because it's a lot to be on camera all day long. Yes. But I think when you have a meeting that there's something important or you need to connect with another person or you have challenge, if, if it's somebody you have challenges with communication, the camera helps, right? Because then you can, you can see, you can right. see more how people intend things versus just, you know, hearing the words. Right, right. And a final piece that I'd like to just bring up is, and we touched on it, like by looking at the phone or, or this or that, but 
try not to multitask when you're having the conversation. So you might say, well, you just said that. We said that before. But if you think about it, we multitask in other ways. You know, especially on Zoom calls, you could be reading emails and the person doesn't know it. So it's not like you're looking down at your phone and typing, but you're looking at the screen and on another window, you know, you have your email, right? Or even your brain is thinking about, oh, I have a meeting with the boss later, or I have this, million things. And I know it's easier said than done, but if, if you can discipline ourselves for just that time period while we're having that conversation, it can be the difference between trust and mistrust. It can also be the difference between an efficient meeting and an inefficient meeting. Right, very Because if you're elsewhere, that that's when sometimes I think things have to get restated and, you know, there's getting caught up or you asked a question and you missed the meat of the answer. So then you're giving a response that doesn't really apply. Or three hours or a day later, you're sending an email to the group asking a question that was dealt with and you right. totally didn't hear it. Does that uh, reflect well on you? <laughs> I have tried really hard to be deliberate about just turning off the notifications and you can do things on your phone like you can put work mode on that mm -hmm. you know gets rid of notifications from people that are not work social media notifications so i've worked to kind of like when i'm in a meeting and i'm not saying i'm perfect right there's certainly times that it that it happens but i try to not look at my email box i try to right. not not look at other things because that's when the communication effectiveness really drops because it's true most people are easily distractible myself included. i know i am <laughs> i am right so oh, I'm, it's a shiny object over there yeah like oh, is that a bird yeah. plane like so it's so easy to get distracted mm -hmm. and it's not you know malicious but it's that's where for me i've got to be deliberate about turning off the other things so i can focus on the person the task at hand and, and actually make sure i'm getting something done and moving it forward rather than trying to do three things and getting none of them done <laughs> no you're right you're right and i should i should do it since i'm a geek i should do a, a technology thing on this because both apple iphone or android have if you have a meeting it can automatically go into like a like a do not disturb mode for the meeting yeah you know and that's very effective i've used that well there are a lot of i mean there are a lot of hacks like i think when i mm -hmm. start discovering all the the different ways that we can have technology kind of automate some of these things right. to help us and protect our, us right. from ourselves <laughs> from ourselves it's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> so you're you, you're really good at like recaps you know oh <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure I am? <laughs> I'm gonna throw this out to you, since you, right. were, you were so wild and crazy at the beginning of this episode. So, uh, <laughs> to kind of bring this home and it sounds like I'm getting tested on my listening yeah. skills. It so, also feels a bit like you're trying to check whether my brain arrived for this. Well, you did a really. This was an excellent conversation. So I would love to see you recap it. Okay, Dad. All right. <laughs> Sounds like I'm being called to the carpet here. So, listeners, what did we talk about today? We, I, I, would I don't know. Say, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Just kidding. I would say that we have six tips for more effective listening and communications. So, let's start. You know, number one, guys focus on the person more than just the words they're saying. Truly focus on the person that you're communicating with. Listen with an open mind, right? So, try to understand what they're trying to say, 
rather than thinking about what you want to say next, try not to interrupt the speaker or finish their sentences as much as you feel like you're going to win the prize by answering the question correctly. It is never appreciated. And I've been good. I haven't interrupted you yet. You've been very good. And your eye contact's been a, a little bit alarming, but but good. Alarming. <laughs> I'm getting like stares. I don't know what that means now, so now I'm, I'm worried. No, your okay. eye contact has been good. It's, okay, good. But I would appreciate if you blinked. It's making me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> um, the other thing is ask questions if you don't understand something that's being said or if you want to clarify a topic. And you can use those questions as ways to help somebody that's struggling to get to a point, you know, or kind of bring somebody back that might be distracted themselves. Big one, point number five, keep your facial expressions neutral or positive, right? So avoid interrupting with facial expressions and also avoid setting a negative tone through your facial and, and nonverbal communication. And try to smile to keep people happy. Yeah, dopamine. And then finally, avoid multitasking. It's easier said than done, but use whatever hack you can if it's a technology hack or just a real discipline to not look at anything else and make sure you go back to point number one, which is maintaining that focus on the person or, or the task or what you're doing. It helps. And actually, if you stay on point number one, you don't have to worry about the other five pretty much if they, they follow. Wait, are you saying we could have just been done after point <laughs> oh number my goodness, one with this whole This could have been episode? a five-minute episode instead of 25. <laughs> Dad, oh, that's sorry. so inefficient. I know. That was bad. <laughs> well, listeners, we are very sorry for wasting your time that's this right. morning. <laughs> Thank you for staying with us anyway. <laughs> yes, this was good. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dad. Yes. I expect myself to be a better listener and communicator this week. Mm -hmm. So I ask all of you listeners that communicate with me, hold me accountable to that. And you know what? Do communicate. Whoever is listening and talking and communicating with my dad this week, you better hold him accountable too. Very good. Very good. And I thought I interrupted you there and jumped in, but which I shouldn't have done. But sorry, Dad. listeners, we do appreciate your feedback and comments and episode topics. And we've gotten more great reviews, so keep those coming, and we really appreciate it. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. Dad, over here. Over here. Oh, sorry, I see your attention. attention drifting off. And I'm starting to tap my feet again with the music. <laughs> we appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. Have a great week, everybody. Yep. <laughs>